You're listening to In the Blender with Brandon and Madeline Hyman on WJMS Radio. Where faith, family, finance, fellowship, and fitness is our focus. So get ready for your family to be launched into another stratosphere. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to In the Blender with Brandon and Madeline Hyman. It's good to see you guys on tonight. We're going to do something a little bit different on evening. I'm actually going to be interviewing Brandon here. Just a little bit about him and his experience with In the Blender and what inspired him to do so. So we, I'm just going to ask him some questions on tonight's. It's going to be a little interesting. interesting. We'll see um, how this goes. But um, we thank you guys for tuning in um, with us. You guys have been with us pretty much every Tuesday for you know several years now. So we definitely appreciate the support, the continued support, and continue to pray that you guys will continue to view us and share the broadcast for others to, you know, be blessed by it as well and continue. As long as we're here, we pray that you continue to support us. We're going to go ahead and kind of jump right on in. My first question, or actually, let's just start, Brandon, because I mean, I know you know, sometimes we have, well, we have viewers from all over and sometimes listeners, you know, on the radio station from different places and, you know, everybody don't know. So just briefly tell us just a little bit just about yourself, just a little something, a little bit about you. (laughs) I mean, a little bit about me personally. Okay. Well, let me do this then because this might be a little different for you. Give us five things about wow. you that most people probably don't know. That'd be kind of something a little different. Okay, five things about me that people don't know. Yeah, three to five. Oh, I, I got a million things. Okay, that people well, five. Don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> one, I'm an amateur comedian. Hmm. That's number one. I think I'm extremely funny. So they can go hand in hand. For the most part, I'm an introvert. That's three. What else? Uh, Number four, I have a high IQ. (laughs) Um, Sometimes don't act like it, but I do. And number five. What's a fun fact about you? I said I was a comedian. Um, I think think I'm I'm an amateur comedian. Well, a fun fact, um, I love sports. Okay. I love sports. I always said if I was five inches taller, I'd be in the NBA. Okay. That's a fun fact. I used to think I could ball. So that's a fun fact about me. How did I do? Okay. You did pretty good. You did pretty good. All right. Okay. All right. So let's kind of like just you know, just share some stuff on tonight, or I'm going to ask you some, you know, just some general questions. Have at it. Have at it. Ask um, me whatever you I mean, want I know some of this people may know, some people may know, but again, mm-hmm. you know, we have different viewers in and different listeners, you know, every week or every two weeks when we do this. So we can't assume that 
everybody know everything. So there's so much, there's so much that we haven't shared that we can. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so it's it's important. I think this is this is a little interesting for me because I'm doing a little bit now, but I do the majority of the talking. (laughs) And so to be asked questions, it's a nice change up. Okay. Or to be asked questions is a nice change up. So wait. So when did you actually start in the blender? In the blender actually started in 1997. That's when in the blender actually started. And the way it started was because I realized that I wanted to marry a woman that had children. And this woman that had children her ex-husband was actively involved in the children's life. And so I had to start trying to understand, figure out, come up with ways to navigate that, along with navigating life with my Mm ex-wife and my son. Mm -hmm. And so all of these things that I had to kind of figure out we had to figure out, but me in particular, I didn't really at that time know that I had roadmaps, that I had individuals that I could have gone to and just ask simple questions. Okay. So, because I might be interjecting. as No, no, hey, listen. So with that starting in 1997, Mm -hmm. you wanting, you started in the blender was that was quite different from what you had previously wanted in life, right? As far as a woman with children, because I mean, I know you've stated before, you know, something con- different than that. I'm going to talk about that because I'm a, I'm a communicator. And unfortunately, communicators don't always say the right things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or say them the right way. And so it's not that, they don't mean certain things, mm-hmm. but if you don't say a thing the right way, it can definitely be interpreted the wrong way. Absolutely. And so it was no secret that growing up, I didn't want to marry a woman with kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Growing up, mm-hmm. I didn't want to marry a woman with kids. Mm-hmm. Not as an adult. That was not my mindset. Growing up, I didn't want a woman with children. Because I wasn't going to be bringing in children myself. Gotcha. And so I wanted whoever I married for both of us to not have children and we start our own family. Gotcha. Okay. So now those that have heard me say that statement before, now you know where that statement came from. Gotcha. I was no fool, dummy, nincompoop or whatever to believe that in common day time that I would marry someone again with a child and they not have any. Mm-hmm. That didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Now, there's some people that have that mentality. Guess what? Brandon didn't. <laughs> because I knew I was bringing a child into the picture. Right. And so if I was bringing a child into the picture, I could in no wise think that I would be with someone that didn't bring a child into the picture or that would require it of a person. Right. It wasn't even an expectation for me at that particular time because I was bringing somebody. 
And so how could I want someone to accept my son and I not accept their child or children? Right. Exactly. Okay. Did I answer your question? You answered the question. Okay. <laughs> So 1997 mm -hmm. was actually when In the Blender started for you. Correct. When was your actual first broadcast of In the Blender? And what did you do to get to the place of doing it like openly or for others to see? I've always done it openly. I've always, since we've been married, done it in places for people to see. It just wasn't, I just didn't realize how much it was my assignment. Mm -hmm. This is my assignment. I didn't realize at that particular time though that in the blender really played in my life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so going through an ordination process in ministry, I had a meeting with my pastor. We talked about me pastoring and cause that's a part of my call. Mm -hmm. One thing about me that anybody, they know about me on this end mm -hmm. is although I know that I have the call of pastor on my life, mm -hmm. I never sought to start a church. I never sought to because I had ample opportunity, plenty of opportunities mm -hmm. to do that. Mm -hmm. So, but it was something that for me, there's a million and one churches out here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. And unfortunately, there's some people that believe that when they get on the scene, everything's just going to change. Well, guess what? It's not. You're just an extra one. What other ways can you utilize your gift and talent and your calling to do what God has called you to do? And so I was talking with my pastor. We talked about me pastoring. And what did I see myself either staying or going? Mm -hmm. And my response was going, but it wasn't going in the sense of I'm going to start me a church. Right. It wasn't that. It was that I knew I had an assignment outside of that place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he said something that was so profound to me. It just was, it, it made me think on another level. Mm -hmm. He said, I want to see you do something on Facebook. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was at the end of him saying Facebook, I saw the roadmap for In the Blender. It wasn't me leaving that meeting. It wasn't me leaving that exchange. It was me hearing the end of that statement is where I saw everything that we had been doing, mm -hmm. everything that we had been working towards. Mm -hmm. I seen it come together in that format. And so that was the birthing of in the blender as it as we know it today right right because at the first actual broadcast via facebook was february the 14th 2017 correct so correct may have kind of touched this a little bit but i want to mm -hmm. ask um you this question what inspired you to start in the blender what was the inspiration behind that um the inspiration was the was birthed out of me feeling as if, or feeling as though I didn't have anyone to help me navigate this life. The fact that I made so many mistakes okay, and so many errors when we first got married and wishing and hoping and desiring for help, mm -hmm. for instruction and guidance, never receiving it. 
I'm, I've always been this person that I'm going to do for others what people wouldn't do for me. That's my makeup. That's my DNA. I'm, I'm going to love people greater than people love me. I'm going to be there for people greater than people have been there for me. I'm going to help people greater than people that have helped me because I've always believed that I would have been further down the line in life had people really helped. And so you can either do one or two things in life. You can either cry over spilled milk or you can mop it up and buy another carton. And that's what I decided to do with life. I mopped it up and I bought another carton because I couldn't cry over what people would or would not do. Right. So you wanted to... I'm going to be the change agent. Got you. That's good. If if you don't want to help promote change in my life, that's not going to stop me from helping promote change in others. That's good. That's good. So what are you desiring or what are your desires? Actually, what are, what are you desiring to achieve within the blender? Oh man, a platform, an outlet, a community of blended families. There are so many dynamics that make up a blended family, man, that, that people need an outlet. Absolutely. They need a community. They need somewhere that they can go to, that they can they they that they can pull from, that they can give back to, mm-hmm. so that others can have an easier transition. That others blended families could be better, mm-hmm. or or even better than better, greater. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And right. so, my my desire for in the blender man is that it would be that vessel that conduit wherewith information, inspiration, revelation flows so that families can take this information, blended families specifically, but not but not just exclusively. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. They can take this information and they can say, man, if they did it, we can do it. Absolutely. If they worked it out, we can work it out. Absolutely. I don't have to jump into the ditch to find out how you got there. All I got to do is ask. Yes. <laughs> and most times if you listen, a person going to tell you how they got in the ditch. Absolutely. Absolutely. Most people just don't want to listen. You want to do it your way. Guess what? You don't want to do this your way because <laughs> you don't know what you're doing. You don't want to walk, walk this blended family dynamic your way because I promise you, you don't know what you're doing. If you haven't taken the time to get counseling, if you haven't taken the time to heal, if you haven't taken the time to decompress, if you haven't taken the time to listen, if you haven't just taken the time to make adjustments in life, this will eat you up. And I think we're in a time now where we have so many different avenues to reach so many more people. You know, you have Facebook, you have YouTube, radio, Stitcher, SoundCloud. SoundCloud. <laughs> I mean, there's so many avenues now where you can reach people today here in 2021 that you couldn't really reach back in 1997. In, in 1997, I bought 2007. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? and, and so I, I just wanted to have a, a safe place, mm-hmm. a safe place. That's why a, a lot of the things that I share, I just try to share from a personal position and posture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we all got some stuff that we can talk about, but I, I, I realize that I can care less if you don't like what I say about myself. Because mm-hmm. I can share my life. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I can share every aspect of my life if I want to, because mm-hmm. it's my life. And so I don't have to worry about saying something that's going that you're going to have to frown on, mm-hmm. because I'm only going to talk about it from my life. Right. I'm not going to talk about it from your life. I'm going to talk about it from my life. Absolutely. And so the unfortunate thing about it, sweetheart, is so many people have so much to offer, but they either feel like they don't or they're afraid to share it. Mm-hmm. What you going to do? That's why I tell my story, because I don't I don't want to give you power over me. Mm-hmm. The more I refuse to tell my story, the more power I give another individual, because the only reason why you're not sharing it because you're ashamed of it. Nobody's proud. Nobody keeps something that they're proud of. Right. You only keep it because you just scared somebody else going to know. So I, I share that. I share the, the hard times that I had with my daughters. I share the hard times that I had with my son. I share those. Right. And have invited them all to come on this platform to talk to, about it. Right. Right. <laughs> Everybody has had an invitation. Now, everybody hasn't taken an invitation. Right. But everybody has had an invitation. Two out of four. Two out of four. And and guess what? They know that I I never prep anyone. Oh, no. I have no idea what it is they're going to say. What you hear is what I hear. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. The, The raw emotions that you may sometimes see are the raw emotions that I'm seeing as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) What has been one of your greatest challenges within the blender and how did you overcome it? That's a good question because I'm trying to see if it was, you say greatest challenge? Yeah. One of the greatest challenges within the the blender. Some might look at it as a challenge. I don't, but I'm going to share it. Mm -hmm. Could be or could have been one of my greatest challenges is sharing information. What's challenging about that is sometimes you have the right information. Mm-hmm. I mean, spot on information is good, but you may not have all of that together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sharing that information sometimes when you know and others know you ain't got all that together. Mm-hmm. That can be a challenge. That can be a challenge. A- absolutely. Absolutely. Because most people, when they, okay, we're doing in the blender. And so there's some people that feel like you have the audacity to be talking about in the blender when you have challenges you are, or issues. Oh, or, no, no, no. Let me, let me clear, <laughs> clear. When you have an issue with your daughters or your daughters have an issue with you. Or when you have an issue with your son and your son has issues with you, but you're telling others that this is what you can do. Mm-hmm. And so that can be a challenge. Absolutely. But let's be clear. I'm not sharing nothing that I'm not doing. Right. Right. Absolutely. Because my challenge does not mean that my information is wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just what it is. It's That's a challenge. Right. Absolutely. Now, how do I handle that challenge? Do I let it defeat me or do I defeat it? <laughs> and so when you talk about that would be for me, the only challenge to what I do. Okay. That would be the only challenge because a man, I would love to say that I've never had an issue with my daughters. I would love to say that I've never had an issue with my son. Mm-hmm. That, that would, I would love for that be the testimony, mm-hmm. but it's not. <laughs> and I think sometimes, 
in life, just like with sometimes with blended families or whatever, some things can be a hindrance to people because like you said before, some people won't share information or don't feel like they can share information if they haven't overcome a situation or a challenge themselves. And you can't and you can't let that hinder you because just like you say, just because it's you have a challenge in a certain area, it doesn't mean that the information that you have regarding that area is incorrect. I, I, I'm, I'm going to use this guy, and I, I really didn't want to use him. Well, but don't I'm, say a name. No, I'm going to say a name. Oh. I'm going to say a name. I, this, this is, I, trust me, he wouldn't have a problem with me saying this. Steve Harvey. Uh, there are some people that feel like Steve Harvey isn't equipped to share information on marriage and family. How? When he's been divorced several times, mm-hmm. and he's been remarried several times. But the reality is he's made so many bad decisions and choices and mistakes that he's well equipped to tell you what not to do because he's done it. Whether you like the fact that he's been married as many times as he's been married or divorced as many times as he's been divorced, he's the foremost authority on mistakes. Mm-hmm. And so why would you not listen to a person that's telling you don't make the same mistake? That just, for me, a thinking person, that doesn't make sense. Because if you made mistakes Mm -hmm. and you know, and you're conscious of your mistake making, Mm -hmm. and you're concerned about me not making those same mistakes, and you're telling me what those mistakes are, why wouldn't I listen to you? Why would I be foolish enough not to hear what it is you have to say so that I can prove that I can do it my way and then fall down the same trap? Now my ears wide open to what you got to say when all I had to do was listen to you from the door. And so it's not a comparison, but it's an understanding because I've shared this information with folks that will validate and verify what I said to be true. Yeah, he told me this is what I need to do on this end. And guess what? It worked out just like he said. Why? Because I did it. Why am I going to let people go through the same pitfalls and mistakes that I went through because I don't want to share it? No, I'm going to share it and pray that you listen. So that you don't have to go through it. Now, everybody would love to have a testimony that I never messed up. I don't have a testimony. (laughs) That's not not my claim to fame. I can't say that. But what I can say is I'm an overcomer. Absolutely. I can't say that I'm more than a conqueror. I can't say that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I can't say that I'm victorious. I can say those things because my life has constantly produced those results. And if I share with you what it is that I did to get out of it and what it is that I did to get in it and what you don't need to do or what you do need to do to avoid it, it just will behoove you to listen. (laughs) Because let me say this, trials don't come to make you strong. I know y'all be singing that at church, man, that old dumb stuff. I know y'all be saying that, but it don't. Trials come, they, that come from the thief, the kill, steal, and destroy. If that was the case, everybody that went through that thing would be victorious. Everybody that went through that, everybody that went through, you wouldn't have blended families. You wouldn't have divorce. You wouldn't have a bunch of things that we're facing in today's time. If trials come to make you strong, you wouldn't have suicide, mental illness. If trials come to make you strong, they come to kill, steal, and destroy. 
that's their assignment. So we share what we share. I share what I share because I don't want you to go through. Because everybody, everybody can't take getting shot five times and walking up three flights of stairs and taking off their own clothes and laying on a gurney, being put in a body bag on a Thursday night, get out of the hospital on a Sunday, go to the University of District of Columbia on a Monday after being shot that Thursday or talking about he was dead. Everybody don't make it from that. Everybody don't make it going down to 441 4th Street and being faced with a kingpin charge and it's documented. It wasn't true, but it's documented and walk away from that Scott clean. Everybody don't do that. I did. And so I'm qualified to talk about the things I talk about, like it or not. Next question. What would you say has been your greatest achievement within the blender? Or one of the greatest achievements? Mm-hmm. Okay. You. <laughs> <laughs> no really 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 my my wife is my greatest achievement she's my greatest achievement because i'm special i just went off on a daggone tantrum (laughs) just that quick i go from zero to a hundred i got buffers yeah i got buffers but i mean you you are my my greatest achievement because it takes a lot to deal with me and it takes it takes a, a special person to be able to deal with me because if the truth be told, and, and I've learned that the truth should be told, I don't always like dealing with myself. And so if I don't always like dealing with me, there has to be a special person that don't mind dealing with me. And that's not saying that you always want to deal with me. <laughs> <laughs> laughing a little bit hard on that part, boy. She's laughing a little bit hard. But no, that's not saying that, that you always want to deal with me. But that's my greatest accomplishment because I'm complex. And I've gotten better over the years. No, but I'm saying it's, it's, it's not about you. It's about me. I'm complex. And so in that complexity, it's a lot. And it could be a lot. And you're talking about, wow, 24 years later, here we are. 24 years, here we are together. And I can honestly say that one of the reasons why I don't have a pet is because I never had to sleep in the doghouse. <laughs> <laughs> you know how people say they're in the doghouse? I have no idea where that place is. I've never had to sleep on the couch except for when I had surgery and I couldn't lay down. But I, I never, in, in all of our life together, in all of what we've encountered together, I've never had a moment where you had to be apart from me and I had to be apart from you because of us. Right. That's a great right. achievement. For me, that is that is a great achievement. Forget money being made, forget titles, forget positions, forget accomplishments. Man, this is a this is the greatest of them all. To 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 find a good thing because the first go around, I found a woman, but I didn't find a wife. And it's a difference. I found a woman the first go around, mm-hmm. but I didn't find a wife. And scripture says that he that finds a wife finds a good thing, but then most importantly, he obtains favor, which means that there was a level of favor that I didn't possess before you. I know guys like, oh man, get out of here. No, bro, it's real. It's real. I've experienced Favor beyond favor, dude. Like, I know where that came from. I know what intensified it. And so that's my greatest accomplishment, my greatest achievement, just to be able to navigate life with you for 24 years. As far as I know, you don't, you don't got divorce papers. 
and I say this all the time, but over over time, I saw it unfold. Mm -hmm. There are so many different blended family dynamics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are so many, and you can't, this is what I learned. This is what I'm, here we go. And they, they tie in, but I'm going to go this route. What I learned is that we don't spend enough time talking about blended families. That's what I learned. We don't spend enough time talking about blended families. We talk about marriage. Mm -hmm. We talk about uh, families. Mm -hmm. But we spend far too little time talking about blended families. Blended families make up 70 to 80% of families. Oh, yeah. Because there's so many different dynamics that make up a blended family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But blended families themselves make up 70 to 80% of, of families. Just like you said, there's so many different dynamics of blended families. So many. This is what people think a blended family is. People think a blended family is you've been married, I've been married, the Brady Bunch. This man had three boys. This woman had three girls. They came together mm -hmm. and they made a bunch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's what they, that's what people think blended families are. Mm -hmm. Man, it's so much more to that. Uh-huh. It's so much more to that. So much more to the to the, to the blended family blended family dynamic than just what we saw with the Bradys. And I think over the over the years as people got older or as you know, yeah, as, as people some have gotten older, well, we all have got older. It's growing, but you know what I'm saying. Anyway, <laughs> a lot of us grew up in blended families and didn't even know we were in a blended family. Exactly. But that's, I but mean, that, a that's lot the, of people. That's the point I was making. Families and are now saying, "Oh my goodness, I didn't know I was in a blended family." Some people were born into a blended family. Had no idea. And had no idea because you because you never talked about it from the standpoint of it being blended. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You just talked about it from the standpoint of family. Well, in all you're getting, let's get an understanding Absolutely. first. Absolutely. Being in a blended family doesn't diminish you at all. It just gives you a deeper understanding of the dynamic that you're a part of. How many people have lived a life and found out that the family they grew up in wasn't even their real family? Mm -hmm. That's a blended family. Yeah. That's a blended family. Yeah. How many? <laughs> I could, I'm going to tell this story. Because <laughs> I can talk about me. I remember as a little boy, <laughs> they said my father had a daughter. And she lived in this particular state. Now, I don't know how true that was. It just was a story that I heard. And me and him talked about it. So it ain't like I'm talking behind his back. And so I remember me moving to that state, wondering would I ever see her. I remember growing up saying I would never date someone from that state <laughs> because I didn't know if it would be her. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, yeah, next question. Okay. You just <laughs> ended it just like that? I just ended it just like that. Okay. Anyway, let me ask you this one to combat. Ask so what is one underrated statement? Underrated statement. Okay. That you've heard mm -hmm. about in the blender or blended families. And how did you bring that to the forefront? Hmm. Underrated statement. I don't know if I'm interpreting this correctly. Like, for example. Yeah, give me an example. Um what you're doing is really not that important. Broadcasting about blended, talking about blended families is really not that important. 
Oh man. Oh, what? Listen, I got a dear friend of mine, dear, dear brother, dear brother. About 10 years ago, we had I I, I pulled him. And you know, some you know, if if you have a relationship with people that's a genuine, authentic relationship, there should be a concession for chin checking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You should be able to chin check that person, mm-hmm. and that person should be able to chin check you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I never forget, I had to chin check this brother. <laughs> and I pulled him up, you know, by the collar. And I said, hey, man, you know, you good people, but you need to get this part together. Mm-hmm. And it had nothing to do with the blended family. Mm-hmm. But because I chin checked him, it opened the door for him to later on come to me about the family. Mm-hmm. And he was sharing with me how he had a daughter in another state. Mm-hmm. And the relationship with the daughter's mother was tumultuous. And she was had gotten or were getting at that particular time was on the verge of getting remarried or getting married. Mm-hmm. And it just was, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. And I just started. This was back 10 years ago. We've been doing it in the blend only four years. Mm-hmm. And so I begin to give this roadmap to the brother, like do this, right? do that, mm-hmm. do this, do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about, I would just start getting like a, a report every six months, man. I did this and dude, this happened. The next six months I did this, then this happened. Then it started happening more frequent. Man, I did this and now this is happening. Then it turned from the daughter with the mother to then the daughter being with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It, I mean, it, it, then it, it went from not having a good relationship with the, 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 the mother and the new and the mother's husband to now we going out to dinner with each other. Mm-hmm. But it started with laying a foundation. It started with doing what you knew to do what was right. Mm-hmm. And that was to share that information. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what other people thought or other people felt or other people, you know, their in- impression of what I should have done or what I should be doing, it was the fact that this needed to be done. And it was done. So, yeah. yeah. And I think, yeah, you've had a chance to actually talk with that person oh, yeah. too on, 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 <laughs> On the show. On the show. So they actually, you know, were on in the blender with you at one point. And the um, first year we had the broadcast. Gave their testimony. Yep. So, okay. I have a good one for you. How has being a blended father. How has being a blended father. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Helped you to achieve success, mm-hmm. um, you know, with hosting in the blender. And what do you measure the level of success? Being a blended father has, as far as success goes, it has, the achievement of success as a blended father has been paramount. Just the fact of me being a father. Um, I, I, I love being a father and I'm still yet learning how to be a father. And so when you can have conversations with your children and you can walk away from that conversation and 
in your mind they steal your children? That's success. A lot of times in this dynamic when the blended parent has an encounter with the child, whether they're grown or children, mm -hmm. and it's one of those drag down, ruckus type of encounters mm -hmm. where, I mean, you guys are landing all on the line as to how you feel about things and how you see things and how you perceive things. And at the end of the day, you walk away from that just as solid as being the parent as you was before that. That's success. That's success. Even with my, my natural son, um, I've had encounters where I've been called everything but dad. <laughs> and I literally had to tell him, say, listen, dude, I can care less how you feel as it relates to what you got to say. You're going to always be my son. I'm going to always be your father. So there's nothing that you're going to say that's going to take my love away. Mm -hmm. Nothing. There's nothing that you can say that's going to take my love away. And so if I would say my greatest success or achieving success, it would be that, is that I'm their father. Mm -hmm. And I, I, my, my, my daughters, I love their, their natural father, but there's no question that I'm their father. Now, he may feel the same way, but I'm their father. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it don't matter. You know what I'm saying? My son, I'm his father. And so that's, that, that's where I measure that success from. Because you got people that have things but no love. Yeah. You have people that, that have opportunities but aren't there. You know how many kids I grew up with? I, I got friends right now that I just found out who their mothers were. And I'm talking about, I've been knowing them since we were four years old. Wow. And I'm seeing them with pictures on Facebook talking about happy birthday, mom. Wow. Didn't you live in the next building? Wow. <laughs> didn't you live down the street? How I never, how was it? I never, I played with you every day and didn't know who your mother was. Oh, wow. And I'm not talking about a mother that wasn't at home. I'm talking about a mother that was at home. So is that a good thing, bad? I mean, so. I just never knew who their mother was. Okay. And so from my standpoint, it could have been that mom was living her own life. I don't know. And I can't say that. And I'm not going to say that. Right. Right. I'm just saying I didn't know who she was. Right. And to be 50 years old and see somebody mother who I've been knowing since we was four and five, that's mind blowing to me. Especially when she was always, from my understanding, she was always home. Right. Dads, you know, dads have been a little, historically a little different. So you must, you didn't go inside? Well, you, like my mama house. wasn't letting you go. <laughs> I mean, because my mother I wasn't playing that. My mother, oh, well, man, my mother like ain't playing going to folks' house. I ain't let mine go nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Still today. You remember now, you ain't let us do ABC? Yep, I remember. Everybody can come in my house. Oh, Yeah. But I couldn't go in everybody's Absolutely. Absolutely. If I did, Absolutely. I snuck it in. But it wasn't because I was allowed to. Right. right. And so, yeah, but that that's that what that's where I will measure my success as a blended father is my relationship with my children. Yeah. Yeah, that's what yeah. That's and, and also I think too, um, just even from the one testimony you gave, that shows that 
in the blender itself is, you know, has been successful if you have someone that has come to you and said, everything you told me, I did. And now my blended family, you know, everything has worked out. So that, that, that's showing that the information, you know, that you gave the steps that not only did you give steps or give instruction, they followed those and it worked for them. So that, that's a level of success right there. And, you know, at the end of the day, um, I'm unapologetic. I'm, unapolo I'm unapologetic because one thing I realize is everybody has an opinion. Don't say the other part. Everybody has <laughs> an opinion. Don't say the other part that you normally put back. And that. opinions are like buttholes. Everybody got one, and most of them stink. I told you, don't say the last part. No, I'm going to say it. Because it's real. No, because everybody has an opinion. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm But again, I'm unapologetic. I'm not running for office, and I don't care what you think or feel. I don't. Because at the end of the day, people that have such a great opinion, they're not trying to make you, they're not trying to help you succeed. They're not trying to advance you in life. They're not trying to support you. They just got something to say. And too many people are living their lives based upon somebody else's opinion of them that don't want to see them making in life. They don't care whether or not they, they, who's calling people to see if they're okay. They really, really, really care about people. There are people that's doing that. That's my family right there. He know that I've been knowing this man since we we've been kids. Unapologetic. I'm not. A, I'm not. I don't apologize for my love for not wanting people to go through what I've gone through. I don't apologize for that. And those that have a problem with it, that's your opinion. And guess what? To me, it stinks because <laughs> it's just like a bow. And I know she don't like me saying that. Yeah, and I said don't say it, but you said it, and you said it about three or four times. So, yeah. but it's all good. We have one minute left, so <laughs> we thank you guys for tuning in on tonight, Chief. I don't, think, I don't know if you've been on here the whole time or you just now tuning in, but it's good to see you, Miss Deborah, and all those that are Dee was up there. I saw, I saw her. She was up there for a minute. Uh, okay. Quite a few was back and forth well, with it, but, you know, at the end of the day, we thank you all. Um, this was something new for us. Just tuned in. I'm still waiting on my food too, Chief. But um, <laughs> this yeah. is something new for us. Uh, <laughs> Madeline um, interviewing me. I, I, I enjoyed it. And she got so many other questions. This might be a part two to this. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. But again, hey, because she is on it. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just been a blessing, man. Okay, I'm hosting. So you you done talking oh, for the night. Okay. We got 30 seconds left. So anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. And don't forget to tune in on Thursday night from 8 to 9 to WJMS Radio. It'll be a replay of this broadcast. Of course, you won't be able to see it, but you're listening in on the radio. Also, it's the book is in there. Um, you just threw me off. Um, our email is weareablendedfamily at gmail.com. And our website is in theblenderministries.com. You can also tune in to us on um, our YouTube channel. So if you haven't done so already, please go over to YouTube and subscribe to In The Blender broadcast. Also, you can catch us on, oh, you took my sticker off, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and of course, Facebook. YouTube. Again, YouTube and Thursday night, um, 8 to 9 p.m. on WJMS Radio. And also starting this week, we're going to be doing blended nuggets. 
And so we're going to be sharing a nugget from our first book, uh, The ABCs of the Blended Family. Of course, you see Brandon and Madeline Hyman. And uh, this is an awesome little book um, that just having your arsenal as far as the blended family is concerned. But we're going to be sharing uh, weekly some nuggets, a nugget weekly on the blended family, the ABCs of the blended family. So tune in. It's going to be short, maybe about a minute, 30 seconds or so, just a nugget to drop to enhance your life. We thank you all. We love you all. And until next time, be blessed. Bye, family. Love you guys. Thanks for listening to In the Blender with Brandon and Madeline Hyman on WJMS Radio. And listen to them more on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Be sure to keep up with them on their website, www.intheblenderministries.com, or contact them via email at weareablendedfamily at gmail.com.